Welcome to Appetite for Production, the music technology podcast with me, Tim Kant, and my fellow plug-in-based journalist and tutorial guru, James Russell. Hey, James. Truly, Tim, we are the Sig Freedom Roy of uh, plug-in journalism. Which one of those got eaten by the white tiger? I don't think either of us are going to get eaten by a tiger. One of us might get <laughs> Shame. eaten. One of us might get eaten by zebra too, though. Oh, wicked! Well, that would be that'd be a good way to go. It swallowed <laughs> into the bed of the gigantic whale that is Zebra 2. Um, so what's happening on uh, today's podcast, young Jim lads? Well, we are going to be talking about a surprise SoundCloud release. Oh, okay. We're going to be running down the best and the worst April Fools that have happened in the last week. Oh, dreary. Don't do a rolls eyes. It's actually, <laughs> these ones are actually pretty good. Oh, really? Well, I'll be the judge of that, son. We're looking at a few Archuria things. Oh, okay. I've always got time for Archuria. There's a kick synth I want to introduce you to. Smoothly done, yes. And we've also got a very, very cool interview with top sound designer Francis Prev. Yeah, he's got his uh, fingers in some popular pies. And we're going to have a little look at some Sonic Bloom Ableton themes. Oh, lovely. A treat for our eyes and our souls. All that and more coming up. Okay, Tim, our top story. Okay, I'm very excited. Yeah. You must have heard of this. I'm not sure I have. What is it? You must have heard. No, I don't think I have. You really, you have to know that this has happened. No, I don't think I do. Should I click this link as my my intriguingness is getting the better of me? (laughs) Let, Let me give you some background because you are going to shit. Oh, okay, wicked. So, I mean... It's been uh, it's been April Fool's season, and we're gonna, we're going to talk about that later. But on the day before, I think coincidentally, because this is not an April Fool, I think this is genuine, as genuine as it can be. But it happened the day before, so I'm not including it as a fool. I think this is actually genuine, Tim. Okay. Oh God, I'm really scared now. Shall I check? No. Nope. I- <laughs> oh God, this is torture. Three things. Okay. Elon Musk. Okay. Friend of the show. Track on SoundCloud. Yes. About. Yes. Harambe. What? <laughs> How have I not heard about this? Uh, that's what I want to know. I, I assume that you were the first person off the out of the gate with this story. So this is the perfect trifecta of Musk, SoundCloud and Harambe. And I somehow don't know about it. It's time to click on it. Oh God. Okay. I can't click on it fast enough. Oh, okay. Let's have a listen to Elon Musk. What? Yeah, this is a song by Elon Musk about Harambe. It's internet-tastic. What? And where did... Why? It, it just sort of happened. We love how do we know this is the the Elon Musk? This is the, he tweeted it out. It's what? definitely actual Elon Musk. You are joking. Yeah. This is insane. And we thinking about you. That doesn't sound like his vocal. Mm, probably not. But maybe he's just auto-tuned it to shit. Or was it even him? Or did he get a well, ghost no, producer? No, is he the, is he just producing it? The this man, is bizarre, James. The man can do anything. <laughs> anything he puts his gigantic mind to. 
Uh, it's too early for this, James. What is going on? Comment saying so sad, uh, sad face. James, you look you look troubled. Oh, I'm really troubled. Okay, I've got to stop this now. Is this a bit too meta for you? Yeah, it really is. I think we're yeah we're getting a bit too far in the whole postmodern uh, sort of thing now. Um, let me have a look at Musk's Twitter. What if what if Harambe had done a a song about Elon Musk? Um, God, he is tweeting it. I don't. What does this mean? Check out some of the replies. He says, his comment is, I'm so disappointed that my record label failed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, God. And there's, you know, there's a lot of uh, memeing. Yeah, memeage. Yeah, okay. Um, Well, I want to know if he's going to do another release, because that would, uh, you know, why give up? When he's had, he's had like nearly 2 million plays on this tune. It's only been up there five days. Yeah, what, I mean... I I kill for those numbers, (laughs) you know what I mean? I think the last time I looked at it, it was still like in the tens of thousands. Oh, wow. So it's (laughs) It's, really uh, taking off. I got there pretty early. So all you need for a verified Spotify, no, SoundCloud hit is to have millions and billions and billions of pounds and loads and loads of uh, Twitter followers. Is and, that right? And rockets. And rocket. Well, it doesn't hurt. So he's got, yeah, he's got 25.6 million Twitter followers. So, you know. So we, we can't be too far behind. Yeah. Any final thoughts or hot takes? Um, uh, I want an explanation. That's all. This I is, just want someone to tell me what's going on. The glory of internet culture is there is no explanation. Well, I guess if I guess just whatever you, you know, all meaning has evaporated, and whatever you say something is, it is. So yeah, we're living in a post-meaning world. Yeah, well, post-meaning, post-truth. These are the end times, James. So thanks for showing that to me. I can't believe I hadn't seen it before. Yeah. Finally, I have my finger on the beating pulse of internet culture. Yeah, yeah, you do. Um, Well, congratulations. You've won the internet this time. What have you been up to recently? Don't even ask me. Uh, Nothing good or interesting, basically. Yeah, improper things. (laughs) Um, I'm on the grind, as you know me. Uh Grinding 24-7. Maybe I take like 20 minutes to to kip or whatever. But otherwise, I'm all about that grind, bruv, basically. What about you? Uh, Well, I've been been messing around with a few things. Um, Suddenly... Native Instruments gave me a ring. And, oh, yeah. Um, well, actually, on the phone? Nah. Oh. <laughs> just a metaphor, Tim. We're living, oh, in a, okay, 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 okay. we're living in a post-ring world. Okay. So they were asking me to do an interview with Galaxy Instruments, who had just made them a new piano. Because, of course, Galaxy Instruments famous for their popular chocolate bar. Yes, and... Uh, and now they've moved into VST pianos, much like Alicia Keys did. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's that classic sidestep. Yeah, I mean, like, it's a pattern that we've seen so many times before that we shouldn't be surprised anymore. Yeah, totally. Uh, it turns out these are the guys who made, like, basically almost all of NI's pianos, uh, like the Maverick, the Giant, the Grandeur, and they also made Rise and Hit and a few other things. Um, what about the gentleman? The gentleman, yes, this uh, <laughs> is them, I believe. Okay, uh, and 
they'd done a new one called Noir. Oh, okay. Noir, which is French for Noir. It's for detective, is my understanding. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, it's for French for gritty movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wicked. Nice. Okay. <laughs> um, and yeah, this is a piano, which it models Niels Fram's piano. He is a... Do you know who he is? Yeah, I may. I've heard of him, buddy. Cool. I've got my finger on the pulse. He's some kind of uh, composer guy. Yes, composer man with uh, a very expensive, classy piano, six-figure piano, and uh, Galaxy Instruments had sampled it. And a six-figure just... piano? Well, yeah, I mean, price-wise. Yeah. Um, they sampled the hell out of it, and it was also a felted piano that they'd uh, sampled and okay so far so normal they'd sampled a piano you get that what a lot what does felted mean uh, the hammers means, have felt on them doesn't uh, it? you have a sort of strip of felt between the hammers and the strings so mm. the string is dulled a bit like when you have an upright piano at home and you've got the left pedal and you can the press practice it. pedal yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, a bit like that, but you rarely get that on a grand piano because you need to slam a grand piano to the max to compete with uh, like entire orchestras or whatnot. Oh, you've got to hit the keys really hard. That's that's lesson one in grand piano playing. Yeah, so sure. you don't usually get it felted. But this this is a contact instrument which has a felted version and an unfelted version, i.e. a normal piano. Mm-hmm. And they'd done some crazy cool things to it as well. Like they've got this thing called the particles engine where when you play a key, it will sort of generate a load of related hits to that key. What? It's a bit like you, you'll get octave playing. Oh, you'll like get sympathetic strings sort of vibe. Almost like that, but they're actually literally triggering a sample behind the scenes, and they're sort of... It's basically randomly timed in many ways. You know, it random, but it makes sense. It's aleatoric. And what does that mean? That. It's uh, random, but oh. musical, I guess. Um, and... They'd sampled a load of, like, plucks to the strings as well. Like, they plucked it with felt. They plucked it with something else. They got brushes <laughs> brushing the strings. <laughs> plucked with felt. And so all these, like, this particles engine, you just, you could press a key or hold it down. And, it and it'll generate, do the work for you. Good. It would that generate is what I want. a cloud of notes related to the note <laughs> you press. You can do some crazy things like blur it all together and make a, a crazy piano pad out of it. Oh, okay. Uh, so I really appreciated like how they'd actually... They hadn't just sampled a piano, snooze. They'd sampled a piano and given us some... And turned it into the cloud. Yeah, some crazy cloud particle effects. Okay. Um... So that was that was cool. That was what I was up to. But then pianos were on my mind again because I did a uh, piano, a roundup of free piano, free pianos. Okay. Now this is kind of getting into my wheelhouse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I did this roundup for Future Music and uh, I was doing it on a Friday and then I was messing around on Twitter and I realized it was something called Piano Day. What? Yeah, like International Global World Organization of Piano Piano Day. May every day is Piano Day around my house, mate. Apparently it's on the 88th day of the year. Ah, oh, nice, it's I like It's got to be a bit of a ball ache because of February. <laughs> you know, Piano Day's different every four years. Well, yeah, I guess, yeah. You just got to take it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I've been full of pianos. So, what are the, the best uh, free uh, piano plugins then? Clever clogs. Uh, well, there are a few. There are the Spitfire pianos. Oh, okay, right. Um, 
There is... Um, is Forefront still going? Forefront is still going. It's. Uh, I don't think I've put it in that particular roundup. What about um, True Pianos? Have they got a freebie? True Pianos? I don't believe so. Oh, how disappointing. Um, let me let me give you an actual guide to free pianos. No, I just there. want to ask about the weird ones that I know. Um, what about MDA? In fact, I tried to install MDA ePiano the other day, but it's too old from a 64-bit system. There's a Vasilian upright number one. Oh, okay. Um, it was all right. That wasn't so good. It was quite a... Uh, it was a guy who'd never made a thing before making a thing. <laughs> wow. Uh, but Literally was, never made anything. It was decent-ish. Uh, Keyzone Classic, which is like, um, it was be- done between uh, Producer Spot and Bitsonic. Okay. There's some um, sample science stuff. I didn't massively rate that. Uh, RDG Audio, do some free pianos as well. Oh, okay. And there's a bunch more. And yeah, Forefront is one. I don't think I put that in the review. So what's the best one? Uh, it was probably the Spitfire stuff. Yeah, they're pretty good. But that um, Keyzone Classic is really good as well because they got like three actual pianos modeled, not modeled, but sampled. And uh, you got an electric piano and a Rhodes, which was a good Rhodes. I oh, really? S- I took that Rhodes, I pushed it through D16's Frontier. I overdrove the fuck out of it, and it sounded amazing. Oh, what's that, mate? I love a Rhodes. What's it called? Keyzone Classic. Keyzone Classic, hey. It's always nice to learn about a new uh, piano instrument. Oh, and it's its own standalone thing, is it? Yeah. It's not... Okay. VS Toy. I'm going to be downloading that right now. Oh, there we go. Which one do I want? Yeah. This one. We have both become dab hands at installing plugins. Oh God, <laughs> this is just an HTML page. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. What is Godlike for? That sounds amazing. That sounds good. Oh God, I've got to fucking drag it into the fucking VST folder like a fucking mug. Um, Come on, is it actually... Have you not got the VST as a sidebar shortcut? Do that. No. Do that. No, I can't be... I don't I like, don't like it. It looks ugly. You look ugly. I know. I know. That's why I've got to make my finder window look as attractive as possible. <laughs> <laughs> so Keyzone, yeah? Keyzone classic, Bebe. Okay. Oh, there we go. There you go. Okay. So we've got Keyzone so classic here. This is Keyzone piano. Um, and I'll put it on the road, shall I? Yeah, whack it on the roads. Gotta love it. Oh yeah, that's it's pretty. pretty nice it is one. pretty nice roads, especially for free. Now, if you put Frontier on it and you slam it, let's slam it. Okay, I'm gonna take it. the threshold down. Oh God, you like that? Yeah, hang on. This is exactly. This is what I was doing. It's like ah, oh, that is use that roads. Oh, it's nice and dirty. Yeah, exactly. I want some delay on there, James. Should I put it before or after the um, the limiter? Well, let's try it after first of try all. Try it after. This is peaking like a bastard's. Yeah, exactly. Oh, there we go. That's a bit better. Okay. Delay after our limiter. Oh, it's nice. 
Oh, I like the little sparkly top notes. I find it very hard to get a, a, a virtual Rhodes that goes, goes, well, sounds nice when it's gone that high. Let me put the delay before the limiter. Here's your free one. Ooh, oh, God. Work the feedback down a bit, I say. Oh, God, you're right. Mm. It's very pretty. It's cool, right? I'm glad I've installed this now. This is good. Um, let me try the electric piano as well. I'm going to turn the delay off. Ooh, it's like an FM electric piano. Do you know what? That is still really nice. And even though that is an FM electric piano... It's got a lovely tone to it. Even though you're not velocity sensitive at the moment. Even though I'm not velocity sensitive, so I just I literally just can't reach, and it's not plugged in either. Um, so yeah, well that's a good find, son. How did you find out about that? Oh, because of the piano roundup, man. Well, no, but how did you specifically find out about it? I don't know. I probably typed free <laughs> like piano VST <laughs> into into Google. Okay, wicked. Wow, I'm learning a lot today. That's good. <laughs> Every year, the same shit happens. Yeah. Okay? It's April Fool's Day, and a bunch of companies go, Oh, corporate lols, mate. Yeah, corporate lols. And it's never funny, and it's never clever. But I think some of this year's things do uh, raise some talking points. Oh, or have your standards just dropped? I think I know what the answer is. (laughs) Let's have a a look at these things then, shall we? Let's go for a quick fire roundup. At uh, space number one, Korg Volkaset. Oh, okay. This is a cassette player Volker, basically, which um, is a joke. Uh, a but, hilarious joke. But, uh, you know, it's it's kind of, uh, it's a good idea. They're going to end up actually doing it, aren't they? They might. This looks not. totally CG as well. Am I clicking this video? Nah, no. Nah, let's not videos. look at it. That looks like a CG mock-up anyway. They haven't really gone for the, you know, the whole nine yards. Yeah, I mean, it's it looks like a, it would be a fun thing to have the sound of tape in your setup. And the Volkers are about as big as a tape player recorder thing. So, you know, it's kind of funny, but... Uh, uh, is it? Is it, though? I think it's more of a good idea than it is funny. No, it's a crap idea. Cassettes are crap. On to the next one. Okay. What is this? Uh, Mercurial Audio have modelled some tubes that uh, break after a certain amount of time. Oh, wow. So what, the plug-in breaks, does it? Yeah, because you, if you want that proper analogue tube sound, you've got to take the breakage. And so uh, they've done it in a plug-in. Oh, wow. Okay, wicked. Are people holding up their money so they can buy it and everything? Yeah, so after a certain random period of time your tube will break and you have to buy a new one. Oh wow okay that sounds that sounds great and you can you can buy the tubes for 4.99 5.99 9.99 19.99 or 299 dollars and they've got some bulk discounts as well so you get four for 80 and six for 200 <laughs> which is a nice maths joke there um yeah well so is this supposed to be a fake plug-in yeah Fake well, the, plug-in with a real analog tube that breaks after a certain amount well, of time. Well, there's no actual pictures of a fake plug-in, so... Well, no, because it's just a joke. <laughs> well, I know, well, they've, again, I feel like they haven't really pulled it out of the bag there. I'm On afraid. to the next one. Okay, okay. Next fool. Okay. This is Ableton Recorder. Okay, so this is, <clears throat> this is one that I was aware of. Um, I woke up... Uh, on April the 1st. First thing I do, of course... You got a call from me saying I'm dead. Uh, (laughs) As happens every year. Every year, James, really. (laughs) 
Um, I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what are the odds that you'd get pregnant and die every year on the same day? It's just <laughs> unlikely. Um, no, so I saw it was, I saw a vi- an Ableton video saying, introducing Ableton Recorder. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, wow, they've introduced um, polyphonic pitch correction into live. <laughs> Wicked. And then I realized what day it was and I saw a picture of somebody. Uh, holding like a sort of fake MIDI recorder and I was like, oh well, great. You know, the times <laughs> have changed. I remember growing up, it was my ticket to everything. <laughs> I was guaranteed to be mm. the center of attention. I got gigs, dates, I had it all. But then computers, the world moves on. There's no place for people like me anymore. Yeah, he's basically a recorder player, and the joke is, oh. can't get a gig with a recorder, Natch. No, you see, okay, I'm going to stop you right there, Ableton. <laughs> For me, this doesn't work comedically because it's this. This isn't like if it was the same as all their other content or whatever, but a joke that would be funny. But this is like some. This is like some. A uh, story about a recorder player who's down on his luck, which is, is totally out of context with any other video content they do. So no, I am, I'm giving that the thumbs down. I'm All afraid. Right. Hold James. on, hold on. First thing to notice: Ableton's YouTube player has a white progress bar instead of a red one. Yeah, well, they've clearly done some clever stuff. Uh, goes to the end where he's playing it. At least let us show show everyone what yeah. the fake product sounds like. <laughs> This guy's clearly, like, potentially a professional recorder player. Yeah. This sounds good. Well, exactly. It does make me wonder if this guy is an actual recorder player. Oh, you'd hope so. Yeah, that's pretty nice. <clears throat> Why don't they bring out an instrument that actually sounds like that? I'd be happy with it. On to the next one. Okay. It is, I know you're not a guitar man, but this is the Fender Ambicaster. Which um, is both a right-handed and left-handed guitar. <laughs> in one, wicked. In one. That is pretty clever. Yeah, it's, uh, it's you know, it's, it's a funny kind of thing. <laughs> it's a funny guitar joke. It's hilarious, right? Yeah, that's wicked. Okay, on to the next one. Lefty Frets, the left-handed <laughs> guitar resource. Is this a real website? Yeah. Okay, nice. <laughs> okay, is, that an, is this official Fender or is this just this website doing it's it? It's just this website, I think. From... Probably going to get sued. Yeah, okay. Caught for them. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) Just hang them now. This is actually, looks like a great idea. This is a foot theremin. Nice. It's a guitar effects pedal, but it's also a theremin for using with your foot. Yeah, wicked. Because, you know, you got one foot free. Well, you got two feet free, although one has to stand, so you got one foot free. Have you heard the theremin joke, James? Oh, God. I'm pretty sure you're about to tell me anyway. Uh, yeah, so I, I found a theremin in a charity shop the other day. Uh-huh. I bought it in, I bought it home and plugged it in, but I haven't touched it since. <laughs> hey, get it? Haven't touched it. <laughs> you don't touch the theremin when you play it. Anyway... Um, okay, yeah, I think I've got the size of this. I mean... That would be quite a good idea, don't you think? Foot theremin? Guess, yeah. Play with your foot? Why not? <laughs> Bring it on. Next one! <laughs> this this one you will like. This is called the mother of all USB-C oh! hubs. 
this is something I actually want. Oh, that's what I thought as well. This is Why don't Apple laptops actually look like that now? It, like a CIA laptop. This yeah. is by a company that makes USB-C hubs, and this is called the mother of all USB-C hubs. This is a fake thing, which is about as big as a MacBook. And, several times the size of a MacBook. several times as thick. Yeah. What, what ports has it got? It's got all the redundant ports, like a floppy drive, several USBs, a million USBs, it looks like. Yeah. It's got, uh, like, component video cables, mm-hmm. VGA cable. Is that is that big, long one, like the old printer cable? Yeah, that looks like you can, like, sc- scuzzy up your, uh, your MacBook, wicked. It's, it's got PS2 ports for mouse and keyboard. Wicked, as everything should. Ethernet, HDMI, and revolutionary here a headphone jack yes well everything should have a headphone jack whether it needs one or not frankly this is another one of those things which yeah it's an april fool i wish the macbook was actually oh can you imagine yeah you could get like an extra processor in there drive the price down a bit so it's not so yeah totally much better it would actually work and wouldn't get broken after two years yeah i mean they could have done a bit of a better job on the renders but <laughs> this is probably my favorite so far good hopefully this will become one that becomes real on to the next one okay oh god okay sound iron flatulence oh god it is a supposed uh, contact library of a farty noises, farty oh, noises. God. Oh, well done okay yeah, that's pr- pretty poor. You want to hear it? No. Yeah, you do. Oh, God. Where's the... Oh, oh fucking SoundCloud. Uh, yep. Okay. <laughs> Hilarious. What's uh, next? <laughs> finally, this is Jordan Rudess's geoencabulator. Wicked. Uh, Mr. Endorsement himself is uh, mm. supposedly launching his own product on April the 1st. <laughs> Let's have a look Tell at the video. Out. Since 1943, I mean, he's got some sparks. In order to bring perfection to the crudely conceived idea of a this is really report uh, record, poorly recorded audio from mm. Jordan here. I don't think I can. Uh, I don't think I can um, stomach go it. Through it. Yeah. So what's what's the what's the joke? Do you want to do you want to read out the script a bit? Shall I read it's, it's it? It's just a load of fucking fake jargon, basically. Since 1943. Work has been proceeding what in order to bring perfection to the crudely conceived idea of a waveguide that would not only apply supply inverse reactive current feeds in unilateral phase distractors. Okay, okay, I think I get the idea. It's a load of jargon is the basic joke there. Yeah, and yeah, that's the last uh, decent one. <laughs> last decent fool worth looking at. Oh, God. These are at least worth discussing once. Um, Can't give them some credit. Yeah, like, I think corporate humour needs to stop. I think... Well, I like these because most of them aren't that corporate. Like, Korg's big. Ableton, well, they're... Yeah. Well... No one else is, like, a massive company. It's, like, it's fair enough for them to do it, but it's got to be really funny. Like, really funny. Or actually fool people. Or actually fool people. Yes, this this is the thing. The whole point of April Fool's is you're supposed to try and fool people. And now it's just all this stuff that's like, well, it's obviously completely ridiculous. Mm. It's the intriguing part is that bit between reality and fantasy. And you don't even know what's real anymore. Am I right, James? I guess so. I have chosen the hill I want to die on. And it is the quality of corporate music tech April Fool gags. Are you with me? 
I guess so. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad we've got that sorted out. Okay, it's time to announce the winners for last episode's competition. Competition is very important, James. There will not be a competition this episode, but we'll bring one back in a few episodes' time or next episode or whenever I can be asked sorting it out. (laughs) Good. Okay, so using my Google random number generator, the winner of the top prize, the ERA Pro Bundle, is... I can exclusively reveal... No, don't milk it. Is... Yes... Smirky Project. Smirky Project. Smirky Project. Oh, Smirky Project. Well done, Smirky. Your sounds are going to be cleaner than they ever have before. And less essier. Uh, yeah, and no popping either. Or plosives. No, yeah, okay, okay, okay. I think we get the idea. All right. Now. Who else? Time for the three runners up who each get their choice of two Akisonis era plugins. Runner up number one. <laughs> Come on! Pulp Stereo. Oh, congratulations, Pulp Stereo. Good man. <laughs> a, a friend of the podcast from our small listener base who is paying off for him finally. <laughs> finally, you got something you actually yeah, yeah, deserve. Yeah, yeah, you hung in there. <laughs> this worked out for you finally. Runner up number two. Mm. Oh, and I told him that if he won this, he's going to get a massive announcement and we're going to make a massive deal out of it. Syrian Bank. Boom. Well done. And runner-up number three, your choice of two Accusonus era plugins. It's Apollo Kipso. Uh, well done, Kipso. Yes, excellent, excellent work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a hard slog. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you spent, made it in the end. You spent years and years of your life trying to get it, and you did it. You got it. You got your choice of uh, noise reduction plugins there. Excellent. So get in touch with us to get your uh, details across to Acusonus. And uh, if you're a runner-up, tell us which two plugins you pick. If you are the winner, Sumerki Project congratulations there's not much you have to do just get us your email address and we will get those things straight to you cool okay time to check out new stuff from archuria oh that's always an exciting time you remember they did uh, a while back they did three filters you'll actually use yeah i haven't used any of them no and neither have i but now <laughs> they've announced the three compressors you'll actually use okay great and uh, they've done it with a very um sort of rock video which, oh should we uh, have a look at this which is something you don't often get in plug-in land no because it's all dance music now isn't it yeah Oh, they're in a dirty club bathroom by the looks of it. So what are these three compressors you'll actually use? Oh. Oh, getting a bit of an Evanescence vibe. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) A trio of legendary compressors recreated as software. Wow, the first time it's ever been done. Yeah. So we've got uh, the Comp VCA65, which is basically a model of the DBX165A. Nice. You know, I mean, it's 
It's a compressor, man. Yeah, nice. We have the uh, Comp FET 76, which 76. is uh, your A1176 FET transistor, uh, field effect transistor compressor thingy. Okay. Fair enough. And we've got... Oh, it's getting a bit grungy. Comp Tube STA, which is the uh, STA level. It's got a warm and lush sound. <laughs> nice. Oh, this woman... It's very angry, and she just needs to have a cup of chamomile tea and calm down, I think. What it's a pretty well-produced uh, backing song for a trailer. Yeah. You know? Well, this is, for me, this is more appealing than Dude in a Lift. I don't know if you remember Dude in a Lift. I remember Dude in a Lift. I like that. Wasn't that a um, R. Kelly project? <laughs> no, that was Dude in a, Dude in a Closet. Okay. <laughs> Among many other projects. Yeah, he's got men. He's got his fingers in some pies. Yeah. Let me tell you. <laughs> anyway, sorry to equate R. Kelly with Arturia. Yeah, yeah well, like, they're brother and sister, is my understanding, right? <laughs> no, that's R. Kelly. And Arturia. Why don't they do a crossover synth or whatever? <laughs> Come on, guys. Arto the timing is right. These are all analog compressors. Yeah, except um, they're digital plugins, aren't they? So Yeah, but they're modeled after analog compressors, and they are the three compressors you will actually use according to Arturia. Now, the thing is, I don't really actually use analog compressors. No. Now, if I'm reaching for a compressor that I'll actually use, it's not going to be an analog one. Well, it depends what you're doing, really. Yeah. I mean, if you are trying to get that rocky sound or kind of like a crunchy old-school hip-hop sort of thing, I think they probably have their uses. But I like to do quite a lot of transparent uh, dynamics mm. processing, James, and I will just head for the uh, default live compressor in a lot of those occasions, which doesn't add any kind of character and everything, but does uh, does make things quite loud. Mm. Now, I've... I've um... It's been weird to me since, uh, you know, getting deep into the production world that mm. old school compressors are like celebrities in their own right. Yes, definitely. Like, for example, you know, people know <laughs> your A1176. People know the DBX, you know. It's... Are you going to compare each of these to a celebrity? No, no, no. <laughs> that would be brilliant. Which one's Amy Winehouse? Uh, which... Analog which compressor? compressor? Yeah, which analog compressor of these three is Amy Winehouse? Uh, it's got to be the Fed 76, am I right? I'm going to say it's the SGA level because oh, uh, so right. it burnt out very quickly. Oh, God. You, oh, no. Okay, you, this is no. You no. don't hear from it much anymore. Okay, no, 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 no. Yeah, it's, it feels strange to me. Like, okay, an instrument... That can definitely be like a famous thing. Yeah. A celebrated thing. But to have several compressors. Oh, it's that tone, buddy. Uh, is it though? That's, that tone and that slap. Is it though? Yes, probably. I mean, the thing is, I've never played with any of these bits of hardware. So it's very hard for me to say whether these digital recreations are any good or, uh, any good or not. I do notice that I will get markedly different results from using um, an, an analog model than uh, kind of, you know, a, a straight-up... Uh, in comparison, let, let's compare it to the world of, say, guitars. Can you tell the difference between different guitars? 
Or I wouldn't know. I w- um, one and the same. Fender. To you. There's a Fender is a guitar. There, um, there are many Fenders. Yeah, exactly, mate. Um, what's the other one? What's the one that's not Fender? Uh, Gibson. Gibson. Some are Fenders. Some are Gibson. <laughs> no, I can't tell the difference. <laughs> well, exactly. There you go. You can tell the difference between multiple anal- analog compressors. No, I can't. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's my point. Well, like, the thing is, I know when something sounds nice and it's got a lot of compression of it. Like, oh, doesn't that sound creamy? Right. Um, I could definitely, if if I'm working in a project, I can, uh, you know, oh, you'll you, get, a, you'll get, you'll be able to hear the difference. I can very easily admit, like, you can try one and then try another and have a preference. I would not be able to listen to a Nirvana album and say, oh, Butch Vig has clearly used the 1176 on those drums. That would that is no something I couldn't do, but I'm sure there's a lot of like rock producers who could. Well, here, here's where the blurred lines come in. All right, Robin Thicke, carry on. Yeah, it's you. If you look at the rock world and the actual circuits world, you then you have the guitars, but then you have all the stuff like stump boxes and stuff. Well, there's a lot going on in there, buddy. But it's Cry, this... Cry Baby Wah. That's a celebrity. I know a Cry Baby Wah when I hear one. Hell yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, what else have you got? You've got uh, certain, you're just listing processes now. Okay, you've got the Boss distortion, Big you've Muff, Big Muff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got the what's the what's the weird big circular one? Oh, I don't know. Uh, first face. Okay. And they can be celebrities, but I think, you know, <laughs> when it comes to compressors, oh, really? I think that's a bridge too far. No, people love that 1176 shit, man. Uh, they I know, love it. And the SSL I know they love bus, it, but I, SSL bus people go crazy for that. I know they love it, but it's a, it's a bridge too far, man. No, you can't just say it's a bridge too far and that means anything. It's a bridge too <laughs> no. far. No. That's what I'm saying. No. <laughs> <laughs> we have come too far over that this particular bridge. And now we're on the other side of the bridge. Yeah. What is, what's the upshot of that? And we should have been on the other side of a previous bridge. Where we don't fetishize classic hardware processors. And classic hardware EQs, that's even worse. Um, I do, well, mate, I do find I get very different results when I use the, uh, is it the Poltec clone or the Neve clone in the uh, okay. Stephen Slate VMR thing or uh, whatever? I can get with Poltec to an extent. Okay. To an extent, because that's like a, a tube EQ. Mm. And I can get with tubes, I can get with tubes, <laughs> that's fine. I can, I can be, I can be endorsing of any tube you give me. Oh, you are. I'm going to give you one right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You lowered, <laughs> lowered the tone just like a bad analog compressor. <laughs> I've improved the tone. Made it sound grittier. Anyway, three compressors that you'll actually use is, it's more like a naming gimmick, isn't it? Um, well, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, mm. but I think they. I think I think they're trying to latch onto the idea that people have a lot of plugins. You know, I'm sure. Like the thing is, whenever I'm reaching for a classic compressor, I'm just like, God, what am I going to use? Well, yeah, that's the thing. I've got what too am I many. Actually, going to use too many analog compressor plugins, so I just use Pro C. Well, well, okay, okay. Well, this is you see, they're trying to turn around this problem. That is, you know, everyone's got too many classic compressors. They're trying to turn that into an opportunity <laughs> to market it more. to you. Yeah, exactly. Have some more. Uh, and that's going to solve your problems. Yeah. Anyway, this is... Uh, I'm sure they're very good. Mm. And I'm sure if I didn't have a bunch of classic compressors, I might be interested in them. Let's talk about clams, James. Okay. Let's clam it up. Tell mm. me. 
It's the dollars and the euros are the same now. We've hit parity. Mm-hmm. Um, street price, 199 euro slash dollar clams. Or intro offer, I'm in 99 uh, dollar euro clams. So if you were considering having a look at this, the time is ripe, James. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not. But if anyone else is... I mean, they sound pretty good from listening to that YouTube demo out of my IMAX built-in speakers. But, you know, I don't, I don't know how much of a scientific test that is. All right, we have the new Ableton Live 10 skins from Sonic Bloom, which, is just, which have been coming out over the last, what, few months? Okay, have they? Okay. It's time to have a look at a few of them. And more importantly, to find out how they sound. Mm-hmm, very important. As you know, what something looks like completely changes the sound you get from it. I think that's pretty basic science, James. I think everybody knows that. Okay, so currently we're in the standard mid-light Ableton uh, uh, theme. Okay. And we've got a lovely overdriven road sound. Oh. It's nice, but it sounds a bit default, is yeah, all I can think. It is you a bit defaulty, I mean? a bit grey. Yeah. Um, so let's check out a few of these Sonic Bloom skins. Well, what do you fancy going for, buddy? Let's just go from the top for the amaranth. Oh, uh, nice. Here it's very good for tone. Okay. Oh, look at that. There's a little bit of pink in there. It certainly looks good, but that's not what matters here, Tim. Okay, okay. okay let's have so a listen. Let's have a listen to amaranth. Beautifully played, James. That's sounding a lot fuller to me instantly. What about you? Well, I was thinking there's quite a lot of top end in that. <laughs> okay, right. Interesting. Now, uh, but you, uh, you, you reckon it's a bit more mid-rangey? No, I think it's got like big low ends. Okay, okay. Well, it's strange from a white theme. Let, let's try another one. Maybe we can <laughs> reach a consensus. How about aubergine? Aubergine, okay. The oh. emoji standby. <laughs> okay, well, let's have a listen. Certainly looks all right, but again, that doesn't no matter. Difference. It doesn't make a difference. Oh, got some Discord going on there. to that beautiful it sounds a bit flappy for my taste though flappy. do you know what okay. i mean okay i was thinking it was sort of boxy oh no it's definitely flaps mate. okay i'm okay. sure i thought the boxiness was minimal oh there, right frankly. okay so maybe maybe adjust that with a smile curve and we'll be well, right oh yeah right so rain. obviously okay let's let's go for a wild card okay what are we, let's have a look at the what about prussian makes i know prussian. you like eastern europe i like my Ooh. live i like my ableton live organized <laughs> regimented Cent- centrally organized yeah okay that's definitely got the gray and the the sort of sea blue let's mm. let's give it a listen hang on is, is there a bit of ringing in this prussian theme maybe oh i think you might be right there's a i think there's definitely a 4k a 4k yeah. thing that i'm noticing so good for like speech intelligibility yeah yeah yeah, yeah maybe right. bad for transients and stuff sure definitely a ring in that one i know it sounds a bit dark to me do you know yeah, what i mean i think that's just your association with the word prussian yeah maybe it is now how about 
and a nice little bit of teal. Ooh, I love teal. That, yeah. is, that is a stark theme. That is the contrast levels are Woof. crazy. Ooh. Play us a bit of Die Die Docks. I have no idea what that song is. It's from Super Mario 64. Yeah, um, I mean, it's a bit bright, much like the uh, the actual visuals, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it wasn't bright because of like a spike, like the last one. No, 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 it was a more, it was more like overall air. bright sheen. Yeah, you reckon yeah. it had a, a sheeny air band to it? Yeah, Definitely, definitely. It I sounded mean, like there's some saturation in I, the high I quite means. like producing with a nice boosted high band because then I can hear the details. So oh, I love to bring out the details. I think and the teal, teal's one for the details. You sure is, buddy. Shall we have, have a look Let's at another one? One or two more and then be done with this. Well, I think it's got to be neon. Neon, okay. Oh, hang on. Is that really neon? Is that, it should be like a red pill sort of thing. Yeah, I've been red pilled and black pills. <laughs> You've been every color. Oh, yeah. Is it just me or is it the distortion sort of getting bassier? I can't actually hear anything at all with this one. No? No, nothing. You think Are you actually be... playing something? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is like the deaf user's preset. Yeah. Confusing me. I mean, I can see your fingers moving, but no sound is coming out. Ooh, yeah. I mean, I can't hear anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that was my favourite so Let's far. Let's go for a final one. Should we go Laurel, Lichen? Li why not Lichen? Oh, Thistle. Let's have Thistle. <laughs> you, you just do everything This I looks say. exactly like Aubergine. Uh, well, there are ones a bit spikier. Okay, okay. Let's have a listen. Now, yeah. going for it I nice would, i wouldn't call it the scottish theme but it was a bit scottish i mean i was trying a bit of a drone there i but did i heard it was a bagpipe vibe you know it's uh i wouldn't know how to classify that one it feels Dirge. like yeah it feels like the audio engine is uh not summing <laughs> yeah yeah not summing properly yeah it sounds like they've got the numbers wrong yeah not in an analog way but like in a just just there's something yeah, corrupt about it. It sounds unmusical, frankly. Yeah. And I think there's quite a lot of phase issues with that one as well. Well, yeah, I, I wasn't even going to go into like, uh, the home you know, filtering. Mm -hmm. I mean, this this theme is seriously... The phase yeah, yeah, is yeah. all out of whack no, all over no. the place. I can, I can barely listen to it. I think the channels have got some crosstalk. And... <laughs> well, there's only one channel playing, but I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... um. I mean, yeah, but there are the, the secret channels in the background which are just interfering with the phase alignment. Yeah, you're goddamn secret silent channels. Yeah. Okay, so which was your favourite out of all those? I mean, I quite like the aubergine. Was that the one with the 4K spike? Uh, no, I think that was uh, Prussian, wasn't it? Uh, right. Why don't you play us out with a nice bit of onyx? Okay, okay. <laughs> Oh, spicy. <laughs> Playing every key there. Well done. 
<laughs> no, too much. Here's something new for you. It is a kick synth called Kick Synth. I like it because with a lot of these plugins, you know the sort of celebrity compressor plugins that yeah, you're yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about. The names are meaningless. Yeah. Whereas this, I know I'm going to get a kick. Though, hey, the name is complicated as fuck. The <laughs> developer is called Together Audio, mm. and the name of the plugin is Kick Synth. Although the the kick is capitalized with a one for the eye. Yeah. Um, and I was, synth is not. I was going to say that is annoying because I like to just type the names of things into Ableton's file browser mm. and then it comes up with them. Now I've got to remember, I've got to put a one in my kick. Yeah, they say, probably what? couldn't just call it kick synth though. Oh, free trial. Oh. How do you like that kick? It's nice. Thumping. Yeah. Ooh. Four macro knobs to control essential settings. Okay. Four mic emulations and four effects, if you want them. How'd you lay that kick? Um, it's fine, I guess. Expert mode. Oh, I like an expert mode. Yeah. Oh, what, that, that's better. What that's sort what of like stuff it. have you got in the expert mode? It looks Tune, like you've got a bunch okay. of envelope stuff or whatever, presumably for pitch and amplitude. 100 attack amplitude. samples. Oh, pay what you want, minimum $10. Yeah, this is a new scheme we haven't seen before. Pay what you want, but it's got to be at least $10. I, I quite like that one. Is it going to make a better kick than I can synthesize myself? That's the question. Maybe not than you can synthesize yourself, but you're very good at that sort of stuff. Well, I don't know if I am, to be honest. Um, I, really want a, I really want a kick and a snare synth that are going to sound awesome. I'd like a kick and snare together. That would be cool. Yeah, I'd like that. I want that. Oh, God. Why doesn't it? How would they spell the snare synth with like a five for the S? Yes, absolutely. Totally. Why not? No, Plus, if, okay. you, uh, if you divide the musical measure into eight, the kick goes on one and the snare goes on five. Oh, that's very good. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Nice. Okay. What are your, what's your hot take on this new kick synth? Um, do you know, I've been thinking about starting to synthesize my own kicks because I spend a lot of time layering and it's a ball ache and I'm starting to think maybe I should bite the bullet and just start synthesizing that shit. Oh, um, yeah? I'm going to have to try the demo on this one. But again, you know how to synthesize it quite easily with whatever you get your hands on. But but some people wouldn't know where to start or whatever. Yeah. And this, this does relatively well for you. 100 attack samples yeah body and decay it's it's looking good and you don't have to use the uh, mic emulations if you don't want to i want it to sound pure yeah yeah excellent well it's it's worth checking out it's a little kick synth <laughs> and it's called kick synth it's called kick synth what the <laughs> hell could be easier than that oh they did tiki clav oh my god old school ah. these guys have been around for a while <laughs> what was tiki clav that was about? this is a free clav uh plugin um from back in the day because i used to write a lot of stuff about free plugins uh -huh. for uh computer music james yeah so from the mid to late noughties i had i cast my eye over all the freebies 
cheese, mate. All of them. All of them. Triple cheese. I can't keep up now. Triple ch- triple cheese. What are the uh, legendary? Zebralette. What are the cele- celebrity uh, free plugins oh, in your mind? North Pole. Any analog compressors in gotta there? Got to be in there. Oh God, probably. There was a. Oh, there's a bunch. Uh, there was there was tons of stuff. Chris, Crystal was that the, uh, okay. the little synth? That was uh, that was a good one. MDA, of course, I mentioned yeah. earlier. They yeah. had they they did a load of good stuff. Tons and tons of stuff, mate. Sweet. Right then, it is time for this episode's interview. And uh, if you've never heard of Francis Prev before, you're going to be in for a pleasant surprise. <laughs> okay. He has done a hell of a load of sound design for a hell of a load of companies. He uh, grew up one street over from Mr. Bob Moog. Oh, okay. Well, that instantly gives him uh, a kind of cachet in the uh, world of uh, synths, yeah. Uh, He is a college professor, a journalist, and a pro sound designer who does his own packs and a bunch of factory bank stuff for other people. Uh, In this interview, he's going to talk about how he got into sound design, uh, how to make a career in it, and you're going to find out a few of his uh, views and the cool things that have happened with him. This was a massive interview, so we've also got uh, an extra part of it, which I'm going to upload. If that's not in our podcast feed, then just look in the podcast description for this episode and there'll be a link. Not sure whether I'm going to put it in the feed yet, Tim. Wow, okay, well, that's a big decision. Or maybe it'll be a, some kind of private link. Who knows? Ooh, exclusive. Uh, oh, exclusive. But that'll have the rest of the interview and it's really, 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 really interesting. You should definitely check it out. We're going to play you right into the interview now. Okay, Francis Prev. It's Prev, not Preve, isn't it? It's Prev. Excellent. It's Prev. I'm fine. But so many people have called me Preve that that uh, it's it's okay. Uh, friends friends of mine play a game with with people who say they know me but call me Francis Preve. <laughs> so so if if my friends all know that when somebody calls me Francis Preve and says, "Oh yeah, I know him," that's that that's not uh, that, that's a clue. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been calling you Preve in my head for six months, but you, that's it, what all my hasn't got the accent on it. That's all. That's all, that. Well, I took I, I I took the accent off because it was hard to Google. <laughs> I had it on for a minute, but then it like nobody then the, all the nobody can handle the Unicode. So, um. <laughs> Yeah. So, and anyway, Preve is fine. That's what, like, my that's what all my 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 elementary school teachers called me. No one. It wasn't until I became a pretentious musician that I, <laughs> I actually started using the well, proper as, French pronunciation. As a pr- uh, pretentious musician myself, I'm going with Prev. <laughs> Yay! Awesome. <laughs> so, Let's do this. just to introduce you a little bit, you are you are many things. Among them, a teacher a journalist and a sound designer and you've been a sound designer for how long exactly in the mi industry my first gig with a paycheck was 2000 um but i did a lot uh, i won't say a lot but like a, a handful of gigs for the gaming industry back when you had to make sure that sound cards from like creative 
mm. were compatible with sound cards from Roland. And what that was was creating a uh, – uh, uh, I did it for the fat man, George Sanger. And uh, that was, my first gig was was level matching and tweaking envelopes for a sort of standardized set of general MIDI sounds to make sure that they were all compatible. It sounds and like my, a very tormenting thing to do. It was tedious. It was <laughs> tedious. Uh, and then uh, I had lots of lots of weird um, detours. I was a graphic designer for several years. Uh, then I ended up running uh, the uh, the company Nemesis, which was later purchased by Tascam. I made the product Giga Studio, the first streaming from disk sampler. Mm. Um, but then I got so I, I oversaw the sound design department there. But those guys were in there like doing the loops. So uh, Sergio Semiyoa was uh, was one of the guys on the team there. And then my first MI gig doing an actual retail product in in the in the in the professional world was Antares Filter mm. in two thousand. So they, they they did stuff before they did Auto Tune. Is that what you're saying? It was a it was a product that that was a pitch to to MIDI converter, and then all of the synthesis parameters were like were were dynamic like envelope followers. Mm-hmm. And so so if you took a recorded performance and ran it into the soft synth, um, the synth would co- follow the contours of the performance. And I uh, that so Antares did a lot of stuff. Until they just basically just said, "Look, we're we're making billions on on auto tune, so that's what they're going to do." But they had a product called Filter, and that was my first gig. Right. The all the Google search results, by the way, just come up with uh, facets of auto tune because it blew up. So right, can't quite find it now. You have done sound design for, I think it's fair to say, many many companies. Is it is it easier to list the companies that you haven't worked for, or is it easier yeah. to list the ones that you have? I really want to get. I really do want to give props to all the companies I work for because I only. I. Uh, I'm not. It's not that I'm an elitist, but I, I really only work for companies that I feel are making really high quality products. Sure. There are there are quite a few companies that approached me that I I just didn't kind of I didn't want to be I didn't. Uh, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. I mean, I, so, so Roland, Korg, Ableton, Dave Smith. Um, and Exfer are the big five clients that are ongoing right now. Mm-hmm. I work for all five of those companies on a regular basis. They trust you whenever they've got something new. Yeah. Any any particular massive? I mean, I know you did a lot of sound design for Serum. I was I was seeing the other day when I was selecting a couple of patches. I saw the little FP next to them. So yeah. it's always nice to know which ones are yours. I did the F for for Serum. Well, I got I got I Steve actually we knew each other before. We knew each other from like LFO Tool and mm. Cthulhu and and um I had interviewed him for Keyboard Magazine and we ultimately ended up just, you know, enjoying each other on a social level. So before Serum came out, he was like, "Hey, put your reviewer cap on and and kick the tires of this new synth I'm making and tell me what you think." Mm. <laughs> and I like I took one look at Serum, and I had the same goosebumps that I that I had when I first saw Ableton. What was it like at that point when he gave it to you? It was it was he said it's just an alpha, but it was like probably it was it, ju- it was as stable as most people's release products. Like ninety eight percent the way there. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, he called in the same way that I think he still calls like the full releases betas. You know, it's like okay. <laughs> he'll he'll release one point two point one point. You know, <laughs> and and that's the neat thing about when you buy Serum, you sort of have a lifetime. He's never. I don't know that there's ever going to be a serum too. Mm. You know, he just keeps upgrading it for the people who bought it. So it's neat. Yeah, that's true. It's, um, is there anything that he was thinking about doing to it that he didn't, or that you said, no, 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 no. It doesn't need four oscillators. It doesn't need this or any way in which you influenced it. Or was it pretty much there? Uh, in, there is one way that I influenced it, uh-huh. um, and it wasn't to it wasn't to subtract some anything. It was to add something. Um, the noise generator in Serum is sample based, yeah. so the sample. So when you use using noise, it's sample based. And I have always been a huge fan of the D50, and by extension, um, uh, since they copied the D50, and that was the Insonic VFX. They both had these in, in the in the VFX. It was called inharmonics, and in the in the D50, the the waveforms were called spectrums. And what they I have this system for creating noise waves that are that have elements of tuning in them. Um, and I actually did a tutorial on it. So I'll just say that my secret is to is to take really cool bright instruments like like cymbals. Mm-hmm. And run them into a really long reverb, right? And then that really long reverb has a bunch of frequency components that isn't just noise, which is all frequencies at equal amplitude, blah blah blah. But so these have sort of f- certain frequencies highlighted, so they have they can add that sort of breathiness and shine and shimmer. And um, I really I felt that that was something that would kind of for me as a sound designer kind of like push Serum over the edge. So I. I sent him like 10 and he's like, oh, these are really cool. I'll add them to the noise generator. Mm-hmm. So that's my one sort of permanent, besides the factory bank. The I inharmonics. Like, you know, like the, in, the F, it's called, they're called the FP inharm. So oh, that, they, that, I, yeah, yeah so I, that's my, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm immortal now, I guess. <laughs> so. It's, um, i you also do your own, not as many as I would have thought, but you, um, you concentrate over quality over quantity in your serum packs. This you've done the th- is it the third one you've just done? Yes, and I that it is definitely uh, I definitely quality over quantity is 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 a big part of it. Um, I also want to add that there are a lot of guys out there who are making packs that are the now sound of today. So it's, mm. you know, and I, and I've done some of that myself, but it's like, here's a dubstep pack. Here's a, here's a melodic techno pack. Here's a classic house pack. And a, as a sound designer, it's like, I get it. I, I love those sounds. I use those sounds, but there's a, see, when you do that, there's like a timestamp. Right. And it's like, if you do a genre pack, and like I said, there's a huge market for it because people need those sounds right then and there. So I try to make packs that are timeless, that have plucks. That, I mean, a pluck is a pluck is a pluck. Yeah. You can use a pluck in a trance track. You can use it in a melodic techno track. You can use it in a drum and bass track. So these pluck sounds that I make, I mean, those those are the sounds that are not genre specific. Mm. I, guess, so I, I guess like I, a I modulated kinda, bass sound would be very genre specific in most yeah. cases. Exact, exactly. But a pad sound that you're going to use in a, a, a wide variety of, 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 of genres, that's, you know, that becomes a matter of personal preference. So I try to appeal to the sounds that are going to cross genres 
rather than just making, you know, dubstep avalanche volume three, mm. you know, that's not, yeah. that's not my, that's not my jam. <laughs> and you, you release those as simple sounds. No, uh, those are actually, those are, those are extra products. Okay. Um, so you can, and, and, and I have an exclusive deal with, with Steve, um, because uh, he was kind enough to be my distributor early on. And I said, look, I'm just going to release these through you. So he's like, okay, great. Then I'll brand them as, as expert packs. So okay. that's, so if you want those packs, they're only available at expert, but uh, other stuff like uh, it, it kind of what I did with simple sound, like my, my own company, simple sound, I have a, like three new packs coming out that are really, we can talk about those a little later if you want. Mm. Um, I really, I, I find that yes, theoretically you can make more money from having multiple distributors and that's a good idea. Some distributors are, are really, really on board with promoting you. Um, but then it's just like tracking down tons of invoices. Right. <laughs> so, so it's like, if you want a simple sound product, you go to simple sound. If you want an expert product, you go to expert. Yeah. That sort of. Yeah. So that, that's the, uh, Serum toolkit volumes one, two, and three. Is that right? Correct. You've designed, you've designed many patches for many different people, many different synths, but what what is your synth of choice? I mean, you know, you must have used so many that your choice is um, is a real endorsement. What do you go for? It depends on the it depends on the environment. So mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a list of sort of like my like best of breed, but according to category. Okay. Um, my favorite, my my two favorite soft synths are Ableton Operator which I, I actually did the first bank of presets for. So I've technically been using Ableton operator since before it came out. Uh-huh. Um, so, so that, that, that gives me a level of intimacy. So part of my love affair with operator is because I know where everything is and I know, I know what it will do at all times. And I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've really explored it fully. Um, same thing with serum. I've been using serum since before it came out, but serum and operator are my absolutely definitely two favorite soft synth like plugins right uh in terms of there's the i i've been covering the ipad ecosystem for what 12 years now so uh literally if it's out there i've i've used it and my all-time favorite ipad app is core gadget okay it's just got it and i've and yes i've done preset work for it um, but also because I travel a lot, a lot of times a laptop is too much to travel with. So I'll grab my iPad. Mm. So, and the fact that the other thing that a lot of people aren't really aware of is the fact that gadget will export a, 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 an Ableton file. Uh-huh. So I can start something on an airplane in get using gadget and then export it to Ableton and finish it. So core gadget is my, like my favorite iOS app. Um, and then when it comes to hardware for analog hardware, um, I, I, the, the OB six is definitely my favorite analog hardware synth. Um, I will say it's not the best bass synth, Mm -hmm. but when it comes to pads and plucks and leads, it crushes it. And the, the filter, the, 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 the state variable filters being all analog, it's, it's just, it's a, it's such a unique synth that it's my favorite analog. Um, and then for digital, uh, probably the Roland system eight. Mm. 
That's good. It's, it, it's good it'd be like have. a tie between the, the Roland System 8, but it, I mean, like for sampling, a lot of times I'm working inside the box. Mm-hmm. I really love the Prophet X because it allows you to do things to samples that you normally can't do, like amplitude modulation, audio rate stuff. And I'm not just throwing that in because I want to squeeze Dave Smith in there someplace. <laughs> but when I was working with the Prophet, the Prophet X, it does these organic sounds because of the, the, the sample library that I can't get. There, there is no soft synth that does what the Prophet X does. So there's that. Mm-hmm. But with with the, the System 8, I was a new wave kid. So the fact that it's got a Jupiter 8 in it and a Juno 106 and the era engine's cool. It's kind of the fact that it's a bit of a Swiss army knife. Right. That's why That's why it's like if I like if I had to move to a studio apartment, that's the heart, you know, the heart, the OB6 and the System 8 would be my that would be those would be my two controllers in my studio apartment. Nice, so. nice. Let's get philosophical for a second. Sure. Okay. Let me let me start start you off with a statement. Uh, it is possible for somebody to call up a synth, a drum machine, and another synth, maybe three synths and a drum machine, and simply using presets, they can make a hit track. Absolutely. It's completely plausible that that will happen and probably has happened. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, no, that, yeah, that's, that's the entire electronic dance music scene. Yeah. So, yeah. And so aren't we in a situation where the, the input of the sound designers is more or arguably as much as the artist who put that song together? Yes. And so what's the what's the what's the question? Well, I guess the point is the sound designers aren't really getting recognized for that. The artist's name is on the song. The artist's getting royalties. The sound designers are being paid through more fixed ways rather than royalties. Although royalties are probably not a good way to get money anymore, but shouldn't there be more credit given to the sound designers as the creators of a track? Ah. Uh, Couple couple of things. I'm going to say two things to that. Uh, I'm seeing students come in and want to be sound designers, and every once in a while, I get a student who's super passionate about it, and they they'll remind me of me when I was their age. And those are those are the ones, man. When I come across those, I like I really. It's not that I I don't I I I'm very egalitarian in my teaching in the classes. But it, those are the students who want to hang out after class, mm-hmm. you know, and I, it's like, so if a student who's like really gifted wants to, you know, just sort of talk about the, the industry as a whole after class, I'm happy to do that. That, I'm, that way I'm making sure that I'm, I'm being fair to the students who are attending class, mm-hmm. but after class, it's, you know, all bets are off. I'm happy to share my knowledge. Um, so I know that there are students who are, who actually know sound designers. I mean, I knew, I knew Eric Persing. Mm. I knew who exact and Jack Hotop from Korg. Right. Those are two sound designers who I absolutely knew who they were when I was when I was in my twenties and thirties. Um, so it's a li- it's becoming a little bit more of a thing. Mm. So I think that that's happening. Um, on the second level, I derive a sense of personal satisfaction realizing that I am ultimately when I'm designing a bank of presets. I'm collaborating with thousands of artists, mm. you know, and, and I don't, that's not, a, that's not some, you know, boastful, egotistical, me, me, me kind of thing. It's like, I sort of, you feel, you feel like you're a part of something 
bigger. Mm-hmm. You know, in uh, like getting back to Persing and digital native dance, everybody know everybody who's really into synths knows that sound. Um, and they're in the, the super saw, you know, the JP eight thousand yeah. and 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 all of that. Um, so the people who created those technologies ultimately became collaborators for you know generations of musicians and. And yeah, sure. I would definitely, I always want more, you know, to get a bigger paycheck, but at the same time, um, I do derive a sense of, of, of personal fulfillment mm. knowing, knowing that I'm a part, I'm, I'm either a sound might inspire somebody to make a certain kind of track or a sound might improve a track that, that they were looking for the perfect pad or pluck. And you also get paid no matter what, you know, no matter the success of the actual track, you're getting, you're getting the paycheck for that uh, yeah, transaction. It, yeah. The, it's the whole burden, the burden hand worth two in the bush. Yeah. It's like two in the bush is royalties and burden the hand is like, I, I really, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty cool with the, the, the flat fee work that I get the, the buyouts. Have you ever heard a, you must have really, it's not a, have you ever, it's a, you must have, heard sounds that you've designed in um popular tracks it just just listening to the radio something's come on or maybe it's hard to recognize something like that that only occurred that actually only occurred to me about a year or two ago which Mm -hmm. tells you which tells you that that i'm not like you know sitting here breathing my own exhaust um i I was listening to a bunch of tracks and I started and I had this playlist that I'd made on Spotify of a bunch of um, like uh, I listen. I like a lot of the sort of vibey indie artists that are a combination of guitars and synths like but they're a little new wavy. They're like like small black and wild nothing. And they're all like they're 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 these really just kind of vibey chill out a little bit like Tycho. Mm-hmm. Um and I was listening to those sounds and I was like, I really like those sounds. Oh wait, maybe those are my <laughs> sounds. So so I don't so they don't know. They don't they don't they don't they don't send me an email saying, Hey, I'm using your sounds. Every once in a while I'll get it like 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 somebody once in a while, like <laughs> once a year, twice a year, somebody'll say, Hey, I really love your work, I use your sound in this. Um but more now the whole like, do I hear my sounds a lot? Like again, when you're making meat and potato sounds you sort of have to fade a little bit into the background. So they they have to be unique, but not so distinctive that they're unusable. Yeah, true, um, true. So, so ha- has, I haven't had my digital native dance moment yet, but I have heard a lot of sounds in tracks I like that sound like sounds I would make. So may- maybe. Is there anything else? Is there anything you wanted to... Uh... Any points you wanted to make? Anything you wanted to get off your chest? Well, for the so 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 you can maybe put this in the liner notes. I've got a bunch of stuff coming out. Mm. So uh, when uh, I'm not sure when this podcast goes live, but in sometime in April um, time frame, I have a bunch of very my first simple sound products in over a year. Those are coming out, um, and they are uh, the they do things. In Ableton, they're going to be hyper affordable because um, everybody deals with piracy. Everybody deals with piracy. I understand that that's just a fact of life. Mm. So I'm making all of these products. It's three suites of products. They're they're each going to be $5. Okay? So if you steal these, you're just a terrible person. (laughs) 
You're just you are you're, like if you are going to steal a five dollar product from some guy who's making these in his spare bedroom, yeah. Then you're then you you are going to at least purgatory. if I, not worse. I saw a I saw a five dollar product being launched uh, yesterday, and it said five dollars introductory discount four dollars. <laughs> Oh my God. No, no, that's, 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 so I'm doing, so, so as sort of like my way of saying, Hey, look, instead of piracy, I'm just going to lower the prices so that you can afford them. Yeah. You might even get more people buying them. Hopefully, hopefully. And, but I may, but I also, whenever I do a product, I don't just do a crappy product just to get it out the door. I do things that are thoughtful and unique. So I've got one that's, that's actually I've used like signal chains in Ableton to recreate the general signal flow for West Coast. Uh-huh. So I'm doing some West Coast stuff. I'm doing um I I've done I'm also doing some stuff um that's that's basically um analog for everyone. So like these 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 products that are that have like sort of all of the iconic you know, oscillator configurations for analog. Mm. So I'm doing, and those are all coming out like probably around the time of this podcast, early April. Um, they're on the way. If this comes out first, like keep your eyes open, go to simple sound and subscribe, go hit the, go sign up for the mailing list. Simple sound.com. Simple sound. S Y M P L E S O U N D.com. So it's got it. Simple sound, but with a Y because it's synthesizers and that's cheesy. Um, so, so that's coming. I'm doing a ton of stuff for Roland. Um, so if you, if you are a Roland cloud subscriber, um, lots of, lots of, lots of stuff in the pipeline for that. I, we just released a giant techno pack for three, three Oh three day. I Roland hired me and, and Jim Stout from Car- karma studio to do that. Um, my serum pack is out there. The other stuff is going to be parts of since, but in terms of stuff that I want to sort of promote and let you know, hey, if you if you if you're curious about what I do, um, it, it's going to just cost you less than five bucks to to satisfy that curiosity. Nice. So, anyway, so that's kind of the the last thing I want to say. And the other thing is 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 uh, is same thing I tell my students is, you know, even though I'm a preset designer, if you like a preset figure out why you like it. Right. Like, I mean, they're all open source. If you're using a soft synth, yeah. you can see how that filter is set up. You can see how the envelopes are set up. <clears throat> so as you were saying, you know, people, you know, people want to edit their presets. If you just go look at a preset, one, I had a student who was always like asking me about sounds and I was like, okay, we'll bring in some sounds that you like. And I'll like, look at the YouTube videos of the Spotify playlist. Mm. And I was like, oh, you like the sound of low cutoff f- frequencies. Uh-huh. Every sound you played for me had a really low cutoff frequency. So you're you like the sort of chill out ambient sounds. So so that's the mm. thing you like. And so also trying to recreate a preset you like in one synth in another in another synth is a great exercise. That's, that's how I learned. Ah. That's how I that's how I learned because I didn't have Depeche Mode's giant fucking <laughs> 20, 50, $500 million rig. You had the head, but you didn't have the rig. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I literally, I would say, I would sit there with, 
Depeche Mode albums in the in you know in the in the mid eighties, right? And I would have whatever gear I had, and I was you know because my band would do like you know Behind the Wheel or Depeche mm. Mode cover, and I would have to recreate those sounds using another synth. And I'll tell you right now, that is absolutely that is that is that's one of the keys to the kingdom. That's how I learned how to do it. You have a very good point, James. It's really good insight. Nice. Tim, did you have fun listening to the sagely insights there? I wouldn't say it was fun. It was more like a road to Damascus experience for me personally. Okay, that's uh, that's more than I could have ever promised you. Yeah, you shouldn't have promised me that much. <laughs> um, and I'm glad you didn't. Check out the... Uh, interview extras either in the podcast feed or in the link in the description to this episode how vague otherwise we will catch you again in roughly two weeks time oh another fun fortnight let's see what happens we will be back then for more plug-in craziness later taters bye bye